Hey guys and welcome to another Hello episode. I'm stupid bye <laughs> You know what I'm going to keep this in This is how my podcast will start Welcome <laughs> Hey guys, um, I'm sorry for that super goofy little intro. Um, that was actually my friend. He lent me his house or his room actually to record this podcast episode in while he goes off to class for the next hour, which is super super great for me to have like a stretch of like an hour, an hour and a half to record because usually I'm recording in like bursts of ten to fifteen minutes. But all three of my roommates are coincidentally not in the room, which is really hard for me to get because some of someone like just one of them or two of them will always kind of be in the room it's very hard for me to be free and for three of them to not be in the room because all three of us just like or four of us just like chilling in the room all the time which is why i don't record as often which is why i record very sporadically whenever i get time to i always have podcast episodes like drafted and like saved in my computer and whenever i get like 10 15 minutes of a break or 15 minutes of break i usually will like super quickly record a segment which is why and i'm going to apologize for this there were a lot like a lot of just editing glitches in my previous couple of podcasts the first one that i recorded was i recorded from my house which means i did have that free time to record and no one really interrupted me but the previous two episodes before this i was recording from my room and i did not get the free time to do that and i was recording in like small 10 minute 10 minute sections and i was trying to edit them all together and there was a lot of like knocks or like you know me being interrupted and i'm sorry for all of those random glitches i don't know how to fix them i'm still learning so i'm hoping this episode is a lot better and doesn't have that many glitches and doesn't you know sounds just a lot better and more cohesive so keep on listening because this episode is going to be super exciting my previous episode was like an hour long which um i know for a fact is a little bit long <laughs> for a podcast and a lot of people actually like looked at the length for like wow that's like an hour of you speaking and this is something that i feel like a lot of people who don't listen to podcasts don't know but i never listen to podcasts solely just listen to podcasts i'm always listening to these episodes not just my podcast just any podcast in general that are like my favorites or any podcast episode at all ever i don't think i've ever listened to them just you know sitting in my room listening i'm always doing something or the other and my favorite way to consume a podcast or to devour it um is when i'm cleaning so i will take out like 30 minutes or 35 minutes of cleaning time once or twice a week maybe even three times four times a week just to keep my like life in order i will clean like my desk i will clean out my closet because everything just gets dirty way too quickly and i like to do laundry and all that stuff and that's when i love to listen to podcasts the most because i feel like when nobody really listens to podcasts just by itself i don't think that's a thing if you're thinking about possibly listening to a podcast just by itself like you have some serious willpower because i will get distracted and not really make it till the end i also listen to podcasts when i'm walking to and from class which usually takes me about 10 to 15 minutes to go to class if i'm walking or like 10 8 to 10 minutes if i'm going to take like a cab or something because you have to wait for the cab and then you have to hail the cab and pay for the cab and that's also just a huge hassle in itself So that's usually how I listen to podcasts. I will also listen to podcasts while like like I'm I'm chilling in my bed, playing some video games or something or just you know, if I'm just ma- working on an assignment that doesn't really have to do a lot of writing. If I'm just working on an assignment that I just have to 
simulate a circuit for or something like that i will have a podcast running in the background because if i'm writing something with words and i'm also hearing words it just it's impossible to concentrate so let me know how you guys like to listen to your podcast a lot of people that i know around the world listen to podcasts to and from their work journey which is how a lot of even my friends like to take their podcasts but because my i don't really have to travel anywhere for work or college my college is like i mean my hostel is like 5 minutes away from like my nearest class or like 10 minutes from like my father's class i don't really have to sit in a car for like 30 minutes all day and go to and from work or to and from college but for a lot of people that is the case and that's how a lot of people listen to podcasts while they're driving and stuff and i know for a fact that when i drive and when i go to work i will probably listen to podcasts a lot that way as well so yeah maybe sitting in your room by yourself for like one hour straight listening to my voice can be a little weird and i couldn't do it even if it was like my favorite podcast of all time i don't think i would be able to do it so yeah i know that if that hour long podcast scared you a little bit don't worry this one is going to be a short one because i only have one thing that i really want to talk about but it's it's one of my favorite things ever to talk about and you might have, might have heard of it already because it is a big thing on the internet and it is super popular and it is one of like the youtube conspiracy theories you see youtubers doing this conspiracy theory all the time and it's the mandela effect Now I found out about the Mandela effect I think through Shane Dawson because he used to do a lot of conspiracy theory videos which are by far my favorite Shane Dawson videos of all time ever and he's the king of YouTube in my opinion and he recently also got engaged so that's super exciting and very off the topic but he kind of introduced me to the concept of Mandela effects and he mentioned a few in his video as well but if you actually go online and just search for Mandela effects there are like thousands and thousands of articles and amazing examples a lot of the examples are the same like the big examples are kind of you know repeated everywhere but once or twice i'll find a new one that applies to me and it will kind of ruin my day for like the entirety of like the week or something i don't know because once i find a new mandela effect that is something that i relate to or i remember happening or is something that happened when i was a kid it freaks me out like a lot of these examples are kind of not really applicable to me because a lot of those things a lot of those movies a lot of those like brands or companies organizations whatever that these mandela effects are related to were not really a thing in india and i don't think still are a thing in india so i was kind of just not relating to any of them they just didn't make sense to me but a lot of people felt that they were like a big thing so I've always been on the lookout for some Indian Mandela effects and not just Indian but things that Indian people would relate to and this I found one just one that uh was an Indian Mandela effect so I really 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 wanted to share it with the entire world because I haven't heard that Mandela effect ever and it's it's pretty crazy so let's get into our Mandela effect little section I hope you guys really enjoy So before we talk about the examples of the Mandela effect and the Indian Mandela effect that I found online I'm going to read off of this article called The Mandela Effect and How Your Mind is Playing Tricks on You from this website theconversation.com where they talk about journalism and academic things and yeah I found this article over there 
where they define Mandela effect as a form of collective misremembering of common events or details. Now, the Mandela effect kind of first emerged or like started being a thing in 2010 when countless number of people on the internet falsely remembered that Nelson Mandela was dead. That's how the Mandela effect was coined because of Nelson Mandela's death. People believed that he had died in prison during the 1980s. And people that were around that time, people who were alive at that whole period, believed and like were held on to the fact that they remember clips of his funeral on TV and they remember reading newspaper articles about him dying. But in reality, Nelson Mandela was actually freed in 1990 and he passed away in 2013 due to like a respiratory disease. And people just were not having it. People were like, no, we 100% remember him dying. We 100% remember the funeral. We remember seeing this on TV. We remember reading newspaper articles. And nobody just seemed to understand how Nelson Mandela was not dead when so many people around the world. That's what, that's like the best thing or like the most confusing thing about the Mandela effect is that people who believe in these like false facts or the things that did not happen are not just one group of people who could you know be misled it's random groups of people from all around the world and there is no connection between these people and there are so many of them it just doesn't add up like if it was someone from like a, a group of people from one city who believed that Nelson Mandela was actually dead in 1980 it might make sense because you know what maybe this they heard it wrong or maybe one of the newspaper articles was wrong you know sometimes misinformation can be spread through you know a website which a lot of people read which had wrong information on it or like a newspaper article which like misprinted something that wasn't supposed to be printed etc etc but when so many people from so many different places around the world believe in something and they have no they haven't conversed with each other about this and it just doesn't make sense and it doesn't add up now this coin this the coined term mandela effect was actually given by a paranormal consultant and her name is fiona brew and she explained this collective misremembering and then she just started giving people like explanations to what happened and as people started to believe about the mandela effect and started to get to know about it so many new examples and so many new theories started to come up which some of these examples some of the big ones i will let you guys know like future in the future of this podcast in the future of this podcast wow english one day on this podcast i will go through an entire article and not mess up somewhere in the middle but we're going to keep going and pretend like i just did not mess up the english on this entire segment anyway so broom explains this mandela effect using pseudoscientific theories she claims that this difference arises from a movement between parallel realities or the multiverse and it's based on the theory that within each universe alternative versions of each universe and objects exist so there is another universe within our own universe where nancy mandela actually did die in prison and for some reason both of these parallel realities like moved and intersected or something happened in which there was like a clash of events where a lot of people believed that it actually happened this way but it happened another way She also draws the comparisons between existence and the holodeck of the USS Enterprise from Star Trek. Now, the holodeck was a virtual reality system which created recreational experiences, and by her explanation, memory errors are just software glitches. So, this is kind of like, you know, the film The Matrix. She kind of related it a little bit to that. And there are a lot of other theories as to why this happens. Uh, there's another theory which proposes that the Mandela effect the evidences of it changes in history is caused actually by time travelers 
um there are also claims that distortions result from spiritual attacks linked to satan black magic or witchcraft so some people get spiritually attacked by you know black magic or satan or something and then a lot of their memory just gets a little bit messed up and they remember things happening in a different method but again the fact is none of these theories are scientifically proven and also there is no way to test if these theories are true even if we want to prove it there is no way to prove if these theories are true and because the entire crux of the mandela effect is based off of people remembering things there's also no way to actually hypothesize and check on or experiment on this effect it's just going to be there forever and we're never going to one find an answer because there is no way to find an answer to this so let's talk a little bit about the whole science of it even though i don't think there's any science like any explained science um a lot of it is just a reach in science that we're trying to do now psychologists explain the mandela effect using memory and social effects particularly false memory now they think that people mistakenly recalling events or experiences that haven't really happened or happened like in a very different way these malfunctions or like these unconscious manufacture of like these fabricated and misinterpreted memories they call it confabulation in everyday life confabulation is very very common and the mandela effect is just like a heightened form of confabulation now for example false memories in reality in our everyday life happen to us a lot in many different ways for example there is a paradigm called the de soediger and mcdermott paradigm which demonstrates how learning a list of words that contain closely related items such as bed pillow etc produces false recognition of related but non presented words like sleep so apparently they did a lot of experiments where they gave people like a list of um words that were all related to each other like bed pillow blanket etc etc and then when they asked them like a few days later or like a certain memory span later or like time span later they told them to rewrite those things a lot of people wrote words that were very similar but were not in the list like sleep so they've kind of related mandela effect to being that but another thing which i which the theory doesn't explain is i understand that some people can remember things happening a little bit differently but millions of people from different parts of the world remembering things not only differently but the same way differently makes no sense to me you know if you tell somebody hey you know uh, remember this number 562 and you just tell 562 you give this number out to like 1 million people out of which like 900000 of them will remember 562 but like the other 100000 will like forget the number and will give you like a wrong number like they will be like 560 or 462 or 526 make sense very believable happens to the best of us you know me call a student 100% i mess up when i have to like remember big lists of numbers or formulas for my exams now what is not believable is if i do this whole one million people giving them the number 562 thing is that 900000 900000 people remember this number 562 but the other 100000 who are not related to each other or in different parts of the world don't have conversation with each other through this remember the same exact different number so not only did they remember something wrongly they remember the wrong thing similarly that is not explainable to me that is what makes this even more bizarre and the more people talk about the mandela effect the more people find out about it and the more examples start coming up the more i think we are farther from ever solving what actually happened now memory inaccuracy can also happen from something that's known as a source monitoring error 
This is these are some instances where people fail to distinguish between real events and imagined events. There's a professor of psychology, Jim Cohn, who demonstrated how easily this can happen using the lost in the mail procedure. So, in this procedure, he gave his family members short narratives describing childhood events. One about his brother getting lost in a shopping mall was an invented invented incident. One about not only did like his brother believe that this event occurred, he also added additional details. So he told everybody in his family that hey, my brother got lost in a shopping mall when he was a kid, and his brother, who 100% did not ever get lost in a shopping mall, remembered that yeah, dude, I actually did get lost in a shopping mall. You're right. And not only did he like remember that oh yeah 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 this totally happened, he also added additional details about him getting lost when he actually was never lost. That is freaky. That freaks me out so much because. you can tell somebody hey man you you know uh, got lost and yesterday you know the police got you back home or something and he would be like yeah yeah i remember riding in that police car you know i remember the color of the police car like i cannot imagine that this is possible to do and so easily and to like anyone uh now a cognitive psychologist and an expert on human memory elizabeth loftus explained applied this technique to larger samples So she did the same exact thing the lost in the mail procedure lost in the mall why did i keep saying mail when it's mall i'm sorry lost in the mail procedure she applied it to like a large 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 number of people and 25% of the participants one fourth of her sample size failed to recognize that this event was false now that is freaky one fourth of the people that she applied this to did not like experience the mandela effect and and easily like that easily it is <laughs> now when it comes to the whole mandela effect thing there is some examples which are called scheme driven errors now schemes are organized packets of knowledge that are like direct memory in in this method like these schemes or schemas facilitate understanding of material but can also provide distortion now there was a book uh, called remembering uh, by frederick bartlett and bartlett read the canadian indian folktale war of the ghosts to his participants he found that the listeners omitted unfamiliar details and transformed information to make it more understandable which also makes sense to us like to everybody when you read like a book or an article there will always be words that you don't understand there will always be sentences that like don't add up to you and instead of trying to understand and like putting a lot of effort into understanding why that sentence is there or what this word means or like going the extra mile to pick up the dictionary and find out what that like unfamiliar word means what everybody does and at least what i do is i just you know omit that that word was ever there and then if i really need the word to be a part of the sentence i would just assume maybe what the word means if the whole sentence is kind of gloomy and sad i will assume that that unfamiliar word also kind of means gloomy and sad because that's how it will fit in my sentence and whatever i understood from it and anybody who reads anything will always kind of in their head transform information to store it in a way that is more understandable to them because everybody stores stuff in their brain differently and they relate it to different things when they're trying to remember stuff even me when i'm trying to remember large chunks of data for an exam or something i have my own like methods or cheats or little like tricks that i do to make sure that i remember things now a lot of the times if stuff doesn't fit in those cheats i will transform it a little bit to make sure that it fits and make sure that i understand it and that's why people don't have 100% accurate memory 
nobody has 100% accurate memory everybody remembers things a little bit differently i mean if people have 100% accurate memory nobody would fail an exam ever they would read a bunch of text and remember it word to word fact to fact formula to formula and then just print it out on the paper and then get a 100 on 100 which not, doesn't happen at least doesn't happen to me <laughs> doesn't happen to a lot of people so because humans don't have 100% accurate memory a lot of the times your brain will actually like try to bridge the gaps of things that you've forgotten in a way that it makes everything that else that you remember fit in so if you have like 20 pieces of information that all linked together and you've forgotten two of the missing links instead of your brain being like oh no you know there's a missing part in here that i don't remember your brain will just kind of distort the parts before and after it to kind of bridge that gap to make sure that you remember and everything else kind of ties in together so This process is called the effort after meaning and it happens a lot to all of us. I'm sure it's happened to you. Anybody listening, I'm 100% sure that you've forgotten some things and made up made them up or like you know, you know, transformed or tweaked the other details a little bit to make sure that your brain understands it. So research actually previously showed how when participants recall the contents of a psychologist's office they tend to remember consistent items such as bookshelves and then if like a random psychologist will have something inconsistent or something that's not usual like a picnic basket people won't remember that it was actually there in your brain you will remember stuff that you're familiar with if you go to a classroom you will expect like a chair you know desk books uh teachers maybe students pens paper etc etc but if there's something weird in there you might not notice it at all or that will be the only thing you notice and then you will actually forget that there are also other consistent items that might be missing now this theory explains like really well why previous research shows that when a majority of participants were told to draw a clock face from memory they mistakenly draw one v which is like four in roman numerals rather than they draw like one 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 which in roman numerals is also four um old timey clocks like vintage clocks um did not have 1 2 3 and then iv for a 4 a lot of them had 1 2 3 and then four i's to depict the four which in roman numeral method is wrong and we've been taught roman numerals since we were kids so in our heads when we we would see like a pin- picture of a vintage clock in which we would just kind of expect yeah you know a clock looks like a clock it has 1 2 3 all the way up till 12 looks like a circle starts from the 12 ends you know the 6 is 180 degrees from the 12 like we know how a clock looks like so because you put like a inconsistent item in there which is the 1111 which is inconsistent which is wrong our brain will not pick it up and when we are told like hours later hey man redraw that clock i showed you like 20 minutes ago nobody would remember or like very little people remember that it had this inconsistency or this mistake and another random fact clocks used to use that 1111 thing because it made the clock look prettier that's it um yeah uh, there are other examples of the mandela effect that i kind of want to talk about there's one about the monopoly man mr pennybags or uncle pennybags there's a lot about kit kats there's a lot about star there's so many star wars conspiracy theories like some parallel universe was really messing with us when the whole star wars thing was being shot because there are like a couple really strong star wars conspiracy theories and not just like tiny ones that you know tiny details in movies that people don't notice big 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 details of movies like star wars just have weird mandela effects to them 
For example, now let's go back and kind of collect everything that we've explained. There are a lot of frequently reported errors. And a lot of these times, if someone keeps telling you the same error over and over and over, you can actually believe that that's what actually happened. And this inter- the internet will actually help you reinforce this because the internet is a great place to circulate just false information. Um, there are like simulations of like the 1997 Princess Diana car crash and people have seen that like false simulations so many times like on TV and other internet videos and etc. etc. They actually believe that that's the real footage. But it's always been said out loud that dude, this is not the real footage. People believe that it's a real footage. And if you go to people and ask them, dude, is this footage real or false? They would be like, yeah, yeah, it's real because they've just been told that it's real so many times that they're just used to the fact that, you know, it's a real thing and will never even attribute or understand or be open to interpretation or look at the fact from like an outsider's perspective and be like, you know what? No, 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 this is false because it states here on the website clearly. Um, So a lot of Mandela effects are like, I think are attributable to memory errors and like social misinformation. So when I read Mandela effects and it's something that I didn't know about, if it's like a company I didn't know about or a book I didn't know about, I I don't really care much of it. But there are so many, so many Mandela effects that I remember that I cannot let it pass as false memory because I, I have those images or those sounds very, very clearly just locked in my brain and the more people tell me that it happened another way the more I'm gonna believe it happened the way I remember it which is maybe the reason the some of these Mandela effects get so strengthened is because when people see this like the correct method or the correct thing of it or the correct version of it they just are, don't want to believe it they're just like no 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 no, we not, nope not happening what I think is right I don't even want to believe or accept the fact that I remembered wrong. So their belief in their own theory of it or their own version of it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. But again, I'm not saying that Mandela effects are false or I'm not saying Mandela effects are true. I'm just saying that until we can explain this, until quantum physicists or people who are trying to understand the time-space continuum figure this out, we really can't say anything. And I can't say anything. But I love reading a lot of these examples. So uh, I think... I think after this really intense history lesson, it's time we actually get down to the actual examples. I'm super excited. Let's go. Okay, so the first example and the most common example, the example that started this whole phenomenon is the Mandela effect by Nelson Mandela. Now, as I kind of, I hit on this before briefly, and there's really not much to it. But uh, after he was released from prison in the 1990s, he was actually an activist and he was the president of South Africa. And he lived for the next three decades. He lived for 30 more years before he died in 2013 due to some lung issue or some some health issue like that. He was the president of South Africa. And people still believed that he actually died. Like, for 30 years, this person is alive and well, you know, doing things. People know him, meeting people, going to places, you know, working. And people still are like, no, man, I remember his funeral from, you know, 19... 80s or whatever now you know what i really want and it's not gonna happen but i really wanted nelson mandela's like take on this like i want him to tell me or us or the whole entire world 
what actually happened to him in 1980 did something actually happen to him did he feel something weird happening to him does he have like memory issues from that time period where he supposedly died i really want to know but because he's dead we will never know but honestly like one of like the things i really want to happen even though they won't is just for nelson mandela's take on the mandela effect that's all i want that will solve my you know sleeplessness <laughs> um cool so let's go on there are a lot of them if you go online this one is a list of how many are there 50 50 unbelievable mandela effects from a website called entitymagazine.com entitymagmag.com so i'm going to kind of go through okay so a lot of these are things that i don't relate to because these are books or things that were not there in my childhood for example a very popular one is bonstein bells it's supposedly spelt differently than it's actually spelt and people remember having books where it was spelt in a different way but because i never really had these books or remember these books i don't really know much about them uh there are a lot of examples here which i remember the correct way <laughs> like i remember it happening or being the way that it actually is claimed to be but i don't again don't understand why a bunch of people remember it being different uh let's move on to the very first one this is the biggest one when everybody asks me hey man what is the mandela effect give me like the biggest example that you have this is the example i will give and this is the star wars example now we've all seen star wars and i haven't seen star wars but i've heard of star wars and i'm kind of informed about what it is and what happens in it and stuff i have a lot of friends who are die hard star wars fanatics now i might not have seen the star wars movies i haven't seen any of them i might not know anything about the storyline but i know the main characters and that is luke and darth vader right now Uh, towards the end of the movie there's like this very iconic line called when darth vader reveals that luke i am your father and i remember memes on luke i am your father i remember like videos on twitter or something about like luke i am your father i remember clearly just like things other than the movies just like uh, stories or memes or tweets or videos or instagram things I remember so much of it just being Luke I'm your father and so many people who've seen the movie remember this line because it's one of the, the biggest most iconic lines not like a tiny line which people will forget it is like the it's the crux of the movie it's the climax it's when everything in the plot just like messes up when Darth Vader reveals that he's actually Luke's father but but if you go back to the clips and if you go back to YouTube or whatever and try to search up that exact clip you will hear that he actually says no i am your father he never says luke i am your father he says no i am your father doesn't even add up it 100% doesn't add up it freaks me out and not even me i have seen i have been the person who has gone to biggest star wars fans who claim to be like star wars people and i've told them this fact and i've seen their mind just be blown to bits and i've stood there like yeah yep yep i caused that to happen this one makes it unbelievable also i also know who c3po is that little robot thingy wow star wars people just like have stopped listening like you called him the robot thingy anyway so if you remember c3po he actually had like a shining gold body and everyone remembers him being like full gold i remember him being full gold because in 
uh, I was on an airplane and I was with a friend of mine and he forced me to watch Star Wars on the flight and because the flight doesn't have internet I had no option but to like sit there and like watch Star Wars and he made me see the first movie I didn't really get to the Luke I'm your the no I'm your father part of it but I definitely watched the first half I think and I remember C3PO being full gold turns out he has one silver leg his right leg has always been silver it never had gold in it and a lot of people like argue that like his original leg got damaged and there was no longer gold material around to like create new one which is what a lot of debunkers claim another one and this is the one that i don't believe in uh, everyone knows the famous sex in the city movies there's also sex in the city tv show and everyone remembers and i remember it's called sex and the city i have seen sex and the city multiple times and a lot of people remember uh people who used to watch i think sex and city before i did like you know when it initially got released people thought it meant sex in the city and a lot of people just believed that no no it was never called sex and the city it was called sex in the city and old like merch and old like perfume sets have surfaced on the internet like if you go on the internet and you search for like old Mandela Effect Sex and the City perfume set there are perfume sets that was released by like this whole franchise which clearly says Sex in the City so clearly something was up there but there are no like other than that like on perfume set pictures that like keep floating on the internet because people are posting about it none of the older movie posters or DVD box uh, covers or anything ever said Sex in the City but you know people believe that you know it actually said that <clears throat> another one is from a movie forest gump we've all seen forest gump it has tom hanks in it uh, a really good movie um there's a very very famous um line from it which says life is like a box of chocolates now i remember when i was little i had this red jeans these red pair of jeans that i had bought from like mango or zara or something like that super expensive i was super happy with it and on the pocket it said life is like a box of cherries and it was like a play off of life is like a box of chocolates obviously and i would like i would wear that red pair of jeans all the time and it would always say like life is like a box of cherries life is like a box of cherries and turns out in the actual movie it's never been life is like a box of cherries chocolates sorry but it had always been life was like a box of chocolates i went back and i found a youtube video which is like that scene and he clearly like you can see his mouth mouthing the word was and you know what life was like a box of chocolates doesn't even add up to me it doesn't even make grammatical or like logical sense if you put it in that scene that's what freaks me out in so many of these mandela effects so many examples are so like wrong and don't fit in with the context of things that are happening or like the dialogue flow that was currently present it that's what make me just feel really weird about them um there's another one in which the monopoly man people remember that he had a monocle but he never had one and i don't remember the Mon- monopoly man so i don't really understand oh this one this one is the best this one is this one so when i was i i'm really worked up over this one because i read about this two days ago and it inspired me to start this podcast episode just because of this one new fact it has freaked me out and i'm sorry i'm being very inarticulate but i <clears throat> there is no explanation for this one so we all know 
there's a song by Queen called We Are The Champions. I don't remember watching the music video of it ever, but I 100% remember the song. It's called We Are The Champions, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to sing it. I can't sing. But you know what I'm talking about. You heard this song. When I was, I think, in 10th grade, my school had like a little play function thingy in which they ended, like we ended our entire function with We Are The Champions just singing and every single person who participated in this play, like all the dancers, background singers, actors, extras, everybody just like systematically came up on stage and we sat down and we just kind of mouthed We Are The Champions while our choir team just like stood in front and sang it and that was like the grand finale. So our grand finale song was We Are The Champions and I remember because we did like a million practices of us like systematically walking into stage and we were all sitting very methodically like the dancers would come in and sit and then the actors would come in and sit and then you know the extras would come in and sit and then the prop designers whatever xyz of the people would come in and sit and we had so many practices to make sure we didn't look like a jumbled mess because every single person who participated in the entire play function was going to come up on stage and not look like a chaotic mess. And I remember, and I remember clearly, because I used to mouth it while the choir team was singing it, it ends with, we are, na, 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 and it ends with, of the world. Everybody remembers this, right? Right? Uh, I mean, I'm not singing it right now, but I'm hoping you got what I'm talking about. It just ends with, of the world, and then the song finishes but if you go back to the actual song in the actual music video there is no of the world in the end it's not there it was never there this i will never make it this will never make sense to me because i remember of the world so clearly i can go back to the day i know what colored shirt i was wearing when i remember this because i was there and I was staring out like into the audience and I said off the world and I didn't like sing it I just mouthed it <laughs> but I remember doing it and it's so freaky that it was never there and when I go home in a month for summer my goal is to somehow go, go on my old computer where my mom would like to record all of these functions and she's recorded the grand finale and I'm gonna see if the actual video of the actual grand finale had off the world or not that is my task and until I do this I will not settle down and I I need to do it and if you were from my school which I'm guessing you weren't and you remember this of the world thing please please hit me up if you have a video and please hit me up if you remember us doing it and if you remember us doing the off the world in the end let me go okay let's move on to the next one there's one about Sally Field who used she won an Oscar and she uh, won the Oscar for Best Actress in a movie, Places in the Heart. Now, I don't know anything about this movie, but she gave a speech when she got the Oscar in 1985. And she said, you like me, you really like me. Like, and I remember, like, a lot of people talked about this and they remember it being like, you like me, like, you really, really like me. And she's very, like, emotional about it. But she actually said, you like me right now. You like me. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That doesn't even, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you accepting an award say, you like me right now? What does that mean? What? Nobody would say that while accepting an award ever, 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 ever. They would say, you like me, like you really, really like me. Yeah, makes sense. You would say that. But no one would ever say, you like me right now. You don't say that while you're getting an award. 
it doesn't that's not a thing that flows when you're getting an award ah uh, and another thing is that a lot of people remember her name sally fields with the s um in the alternate like people believe that when she said you like me you really really like me her name in that universe was sally fields with an s but her name actually is sally field without an s so again what the heck man and uh, if you've seen i love lucy uh, you remember ricky he says this one line he says lucy you've got some explaining to do or something like that i haven't seen the movie and it's one of like those like catch phrases of the movie blah 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 turns out in 181 episodes of i love lucy he's never ever said you've got some explaining to do ever he hasn't said it but it's like the the most famous line of that entire tv show movie i don't know this is uh this one about the mona lisa people believed that the mona lisa used to smile and her face would always have like a smiling face but recently if you go look at the mona lisa she is like not smiling she's kind of like straight faced yeah and people just believe that like her smiling face just became a non smiling face so another one is kit kat now just you know what we're going to do we're going to do an exercise here close your eyes and think of a kit kat bar it's a red bar says nestle has like a white circle says kit kat on it and like towards like the bottom right there's like a kit kat which is being broken in half everybody remembers this is kind of what a kit kat package looks like now does it or does it not have a dash in the middle is it kit kat with a dash or is it just kit kat without a dash like kit kat no dash no space nothing in the middle or does it have like a kit dash cat think about it write it down on a piece of paper and you know what it never had the dash and if you remember it having a dash you sir ma'am person you have been shot by the mandela effect gun it shot you you're riding on it there's a lot about chick-fil-a there was a lot about when jfk was shot people believe that there were four people in the car when jfk john f kennedy was shot there were actually six people blah 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 uh if you've seen silence of the lambs hannibal lecter apparently like when he meets clarice he says hello clarice but she but he never said that he what the i don't know there's a lot about curious george oh my god there's another big one this one also this one is This one freaked my roommates out. And my roommates don't get freaked when I talk about stupid facts like this ever, but it freaked them out. Now, everybody remembers, and don't tell me that you don't, 100% everybody remembers Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I talked about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in my previous uh no, my previous to previous episode. I had a little conspiracy theory about it, but I actually related every one of the seven dwarfs in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. to like stages of cocaine abuse you guys can view that episode if you haven't or hear that episode when you haven't but the queen says everybody remembers mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all she says this multiple time in the movie in the books and the there are so many books for this like it's a children's fairy tale and everybody remembers it including me including literally everybody who ever existed mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all But you know what? He never said mirror mirror on the wall. She said magic mirror on the wall. Magic mirror. 
Not once in any movie, book, TV series, joke, Twitter, meme, ever do I remember it being Magic Mirror. I've never seen one example of it being Magic Mirror. But if you go back to the original movie, there are a lot of YouTube videos. There's one called Snow White Magic Mirror on the Wall scene, English. You can see a movie like the original Cinderella, Cinderella? No, Snow White. The original Snow White movie in which she's just saying, ooh, Magic Mirror on the Wall. What the heck, man? That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Another one, this is for the Pokemon people out there. Everyone remembers Pikachu. Now, if you remember Pikachu's tail, and I remember Pikachu's tail, you know how his ears have like black on the top? Like his ears are like topped with black. I remember even his tail used to be topped with black. But turns out Pikachu's tail is and always has been completely yellow and it never had that black stripe. And you know what? If you look at Pikachu's photos without that black stripe, Pikachu doesn't even look normal. Like, Pikachu looks wrong. So, I don't know what the heck is up with this. Mm, there's a lot. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking through this article. There are a lot more. There are just companies and brands that just, like, are not Indian. So, this whole Mandela effect thing, like, it's not hitting Indian people that much. It's not hitting any Indian brands or Indian movies or Indian companies. Uh, ooh, an Indian one. Woohoo. Um, I'm not saying Indian... I mean, I mean things that uh, I would relate to growing up in the environment that I was in. I'm not trying to be uh, any kind of... I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone. I'm just saying I just want more examples that I relate to. There's one about Gandhi. Now, people know that Gandhi is spelled G-A-N-D-H-I. But a lot of people remember very clearly Gandhi being spelled G-H-A-N-D-I. Now, as an Indian who knows like that... Gandhi is a Hindi word that's been translated to English. No one would ever translate it with G-H-A-N-D-I. From Hindi Gandhi to English Gandhi, it would never go G-H-A-N-D-I. It just wouldn't. Doesn't make sense. So this one I don't like. And this one I don't understand. Also. Let's move. Oh, this one. Um... Uh, this one I told my roommates. So everyone remembers this song by Aqua called I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life is plastic. It's fantastic. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Now, I remember clearly it being I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. She's in the Barbie world. That's all I remember. And I told my roommates this and I was like, you know what, guys? It was never in the Barbie world. It's always been I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. But you know what? My roommates, I have four roommates. Two of them believe and like remember it being in a Barbie world. And the other two, we're just like, no, 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 no. It was always the. So what the heck, man? Let me know if you, if you believed any of these theories or if you like want to debunk them and say, oh, no, I remember it being right all along. Please, please, please tell me. Because it freaks me out when half the people remember it being some way and half of us remember it being differently, especially like in just my room. It's really tricky. Um, yep. There are a lot more in this. If you want to actually go ahead and Google some more, um, go ahead. But you know what? Now that I'm reaching the very, very end of this list, I'm super excited because I finally, 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 finally get to talk about the Indian Mandela effect that I found after so much research. 
like so much research i just i have not any research i'm actually i'm sorry like i mean it was pretty easy to find i just had to search indian mandala effects and then a lot of weird stuff started coming up and i found this one kora answer by so someone on kora actually asked is there any indian example of the mandala effect and people gave a lot of uh examples about uh you know kitkat and stuff like that but this one guy this one guy his name is mohit patel and he answered this question on november 4th of 2017 so it's been here a while he said there is one that i know of in the movie sahansha there is this epic line rishte mein to hum tumhare dash 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 naam hai sahansha now if you know this movie everybody in india knows this movie pretty iconic complete the sentence for me rishte mein to hum tumhare dash 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 cool i'm waiting for you to think of this you must say it out loud even if you look stupid say it out loud rishte mein to hum tumhare dash complete it for me cool so if you've completed it if you've done the exercise i told you to do it actually says rishte mein to hum tumhare baap lagte hain naam hai sahansha i remember this everybody remembers this my roommates remember this my friends rem- everybody remembers this i'm that's all he never said this he actually said rishte mein to hum tumhare baap hote hain naam hai sahansha baap hote hain that doesn't again This one freaked me out. This one is so weird. I actually went back. I went all the way back on YouTube confirming if this was real and 100% it's real. You can see him mousing hote hain. It's not like one YouTube video just trying to funk with us. He actually says baap hote hain. Rishte mein to hum tumhare baap hote hain. what is this and why are so many of the biggest mandela the- effect theories just revolving around people being people's fathers in um you know uh movies <laughs> like star wars thing was about him being his father this is related to him being his father yeah, there is no explanation that was my indian mandela effect that i was super excited to share with you guys i'm hoping that you made it till here and you actually got to witness the sahansha mandela effect with me because i wanted to save it till the end i wanted to tell you stuff that you probably already heard and then i wanted to kind of you know mess with your brain a little bit thank you so much for listening to this so let's move on to the very last bit of our section let's go woohoo so welcome back to the very very last section of this podcast i'm hoping this one doesn't run too long i'm thinking it might not run too long but you know what i really enjoyed this episode this episode i've been wanting to do for a really long time so i'm really glad i did it so let's move on to our section the someone new something new segment now sadly i don't have a something new someone new segment to fill here so i'm just going to you know skip over this for a while which you know what i'm allowed to do i'm going to let myself not you know have a segment if i don't want to have it that one time Moving on to the last segment, the good, the bad, and the ugly segment. Now, um, I explained what this was in my first episode. So, for people who are tuning in for the first time, I'm going to give you a little explanation. The good, the bad, and the ugly are just three things in my life. Um, the good is obviously something really good right now. The bad and the ugly are not necessarily things that are like bad or ugly. That's just like a way of 
putting it, I guess. So the ugly is something in my life that I'm trying to improve, but I'm just not able to. Something in my life that is bad, something that I want to fix, something that I want to get better at, but I just haven't started getting better at it, or I don't know where to begin. And in my head, if I, you know, put it out there into the universe that's saying, you know what, my ugly for this week is that I don't sleep on time, I'm going to you know, put myself accountable for it. It's going to make me feel like I should fix it and I'm going to work on it. And the main goal is the things that are in the ugly section to move to the good section or the bad section first. And the bad is something which I've, you know, recognized as something that in my life that needs fixing. And I've actually started making a few steps or a few strides on making it better. And the good is just the good. So no, the bad and ugly are not bad and ugly things in my life. I don't want this podcast to be negative. I want this to be fun. I want people to laugh a little bit or smile a little bit or just feel good about it. I don't want it to be too negative. I want everybody to feel good when they're listening to this. So yeah, let's move on to the good, the bad and the ugly section. So talking about the ugly section, I also said that I don't always want to put an ugly section because... um, I don't know anything in my life that is necessarily something that I want to fix. There was something that I wanted to fix last time. I told you guys about it. It's actually been pretty good. I might say it might move on to the good section. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, listen to my last episode in which I mentioned some really big life change that I did in my ugly section, which I was so emotionally distressed about. I've actually come to accept that I did the right thing. And there are a lot of people who... uh, told me or told people who know me so that it reaches me didn't even you know face me face to face I mean come on man if you're gonna say stuff about me you can you know maybe say it to my face or text it to me instead of texting other people hoping it reaches me somehow because that's just a dick move anyway uh, a lot of the times people oh you know what, this one person, this one chick, she messaged a friend of mine hoping that he would tell me because, you know, he tells me everything. Anyway, he, she messaged him saying, you know what, I'm really uh, sorry that Twija had to feel this way and do this thing because, uh, you know what, I just don't even have the courage to look at, or she didn't say courage, she said, I don't even have the strength or something, something to, you know, face her or text her because I feel like, she just took a stand for herself and sometimes she should she should just accept that things are the way they are and if she thinks that her sentence is a good sentence what the frick man <laughs> she literally in her sentence says sometimes dwija should just you know not make everything a big thing and just accept that things are the way they are if something is wrong and it's hard to fix It does not mean that you have to sit back and just be like, you know what, things are the way they are. So many things in this world are going wrong. So many people in this world are discriminated. So many people in this world are just not given equal opportunities, are not given the right kind of things that they deserve and they need because there are people who it's been that way the entire time and there is no way to protest against it and no one's saying anything about it. But there are people suffering. And she might not be the person suffering. And I also might not be the pe- person who's suffering. But there are so many people suffering because of things that have been this way for centuries and centuries. And if someone doesn't speak up about it, even if that person like me was shut down 
and was said mean things to or was said well she's just causing a scene or you know she's just doing it because she's not accepting that that's how things are i'm not ever ever going to accept that things are the way they are if things are wrong if a, if a practice is wrong i want it to not be there or i want it to be fixed or else i am out and if you think and i'm just getting my anger out and also just like a psa if you ever think something is wrong and you feel like it shouldn't be the way that is and because you feel very oppressed by the amount of people who are on the side of the wrong thing that does not mean that you have to sit back relax and accept it you you can do the bare minimum and it might not cause anything it might not help the situation it did not help my situation i just left that group that i was in but let me just tell you it felt really great to not be associated to some organization or some group or some whatever the frick that was that was doing something so inherently wrong and so inherently discriminatory just because i wanted to shut down and accept it and stay there i'm glad i'm out of it and i will never regret doing that ever like for a while i was so sad about it because of the stuff people said to me and you know what if you're doing something right people will always and if you're doing something a little bit contradictory a little bit you know uh, things that people don't do usually and if you're standing up for something raising your voice being angry people will always and the majority of people will always think that you are wrong and will always be like she's just causing a scene or she's just not accepting things don't accept things that are wrong guys ever ever in your entire life this is my good bad ugly this is all of it for this episode if you genuinely believe in a practice or an organization or a person or a method or anything ever in your school your college your workplace your friends your family anything and you believe that something is wrong and you sit back and let it happen even if you feel like it's wrong because you're scared of the backlash you're going to get don't and you know what i can very very confidently say that my uproar and my fight did not do anything it did not do anything it did not make those people understand that they were wrong because when people are wrong they just don't ever want to be told that they're wrong and well for those people that i was kind of having this fight with they still to this day believe that they were right they did not once consider that how wrong they were and how many examples i gave them of things they were wrong and they did something that was so mean towards somebody and this one person actually explained it to me with this one line he said and it angered me when he said it sometimes quieting things down and not making a scene out of them is the most efficient way to do things no it's not it's not the most efficient way to do things it's the coward's way to do things you're scared of things becoming big you're scared of making a change you're scared of people fighting or retaliating or rebelling against a wrong decision that you are supporting happen and if you really 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 think that just shutting people down and telling them hey don't tell anybody that this is happening you know what hey you just like going to every single person that is involved and telling them to not say anything about it and shutting it down makes the organization look good yeah 100% it does it causes no issue because there is no issue no one's talking about it but that's not solving the issue that is you sweeping it under the rug for someone else to clean up and us as a society we just like to sweep things under the rug and pretend that they did not happen 
because we feel like it's the efficient way to do things it's easy but it's not efficient it's not solving an issue and one day this pile under the bed or the under the rug is going to grow so big that someone is definitely going to get hurt and i got hurt <laughs> and you know what after i left a couple more people left and you know what that's all i needed i i gave those two people this power and you sometimes just have to be the person who starts doing something for people to follow up and actually accept it i did not know the amount of people that were in the wrong or like not in the wrong i mean who actually accepted that we were in the wrong we just couldn't leave it because they felt so scared or they were at the same position that i was and you know what i had to take the fall for it i had to hear a lot of really 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 mean stuff and i heard all that really really mean stuff and i left and a few more people left after me and i don't know where the people are who i was fighting against i don't know if they still believe that they were wrong i'm 100% sure they won't they haven't ever texted me back telling me you know what i'm sorry you left or you know how can i add you back no 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 they didn't really care about any of that they just they were happy to have me out of the way because i always cause a scene so you know what guys cause a freaking scene protest shout do whatever you can and you know what you know what also i will go ahead and say this i politely for months politely told them that we should change this in person in emails in group chats in every single method possible politely nicely in a friendly manner over drinks have told them that maybe we should fix this but i reached like my limiting point because i took this for like 6 months without anything happening to it so you know what maybe just you know being shouting about it or um, being aggressive about it might not be the correct first approach but if nothing else is working and you really just want to scream at the top of your lungs that you know what dude you are wrong and you should fix it and i'm out you should do it because i did it and i feel great and i i feel amazing and that's all i have to say that's the note that i want to end this on if there's something in your life that you need to fix and you're scared of the outcome and you're scared of the people involved don't be because i'm with you and i'm always ready to rebel against something that's wrong i don't take stuff just happen to me i don't let stuff just happen to me and you shouldn't let stuff just happen to you either as a girl as uh, anybody as uh, someone who's in a minority position as even a even a guy anybody ever in the entire world stand up for yourself because if you do the right thing it will feel good and it will feel right and even if nothing happens because of it and you're such such a small part of the cogwheel you've started something and one day that one really tiny small contribution you did will make a difference and that's the day that that's the day that's worth it guys so i hope you guys have a really good day i hope you guys are pumped to change some lives to change the world um i'm just going to go get myself some noodles <laughs> so yeah i hope you guys do really, really really enjoy this podcast this was really fun to make i'm really hyped up right now might just go be productive so yeah goodbye and i hope i hope that you guys take it one day at a time just make that day good <laughs> bye bye